This is Pastor D-R-E on the M-I-C, and this is Ready, Set, Release. What's going on, people? Listen, if you've had a rough week on this week, don't trip. Relax. If your boss has gotten on your nerves, again, don't trip. Relax. Can I go a little further? If your spouse has gotten on your nerves, you know they know that button to push. Don't trip. Relax. See, the Bible says you can decree a thing and it shall be. So what I'm going to decree right now is no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. What I'm going to decree right now is I'm chilling. I'm good. In other words, I ain't worried about nothing. 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 Listen, (laughs) come take that ride with us. You know how we kick it off. We're going to give God some praise right now. Come on and give God some praise. Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. My people, my people, my people. Let me put something in your ear for today. Those encouraging words for today. The word that'll make you think a little bit, okay? So I I normally start off with a scripture, but I'm not going to start off like that. I really want to just get down to it. And I want to talk about confessions in faith. That's right. Confessions in faith. How many of us are really making confessions in faith? Many of us, we make confessions but they, but are they truly in faith or are those just words that you are saying? Are they, are they empty words that you're saying? Is, is what you're saying to God, do you believe anything that you're saying? Or are they just purely things to say on a Sunday because it sounds good? Is it something you just say because you heard that you're supposed to say something? It, it, see, what, what has to happen is whenever you make confessions, they have to be confessions in faith. Those two words, confessions and faith, go together. Those two words are, are the most, uh, probably the most impactful words in the life of the believer. If you don't have confessions, if you don't have faith, you don't have a real relationship with God. If you don't have confessions and you don't have faith, you can't really prosper or 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 be what God has called you to be without having those two things in your life. They are synonymous with each other. They have to go together. Confessions without faith are just words. So I want to ask you on today, is there any faith behind what you say? You know, the Bible says in Mark 11, chapter two, uh, Mark chapter 11, 23 and 24, it says, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourselves into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So you have to first, you have to say and you have to believe. Many of us just say. Is there any power? Is there, is there any, any? I don't even know how to phrase this thing. Is there any oomph behind the words that you say? How many of us have heard people say empty words? 
How many of us have heard people say things that they don't believe them themselves, their own selves? You, you know, as soon as it comes out their mouth that they don't believe it. Or you know that person, you know their character, you know what they're really about. And so they say things in front of people, but that's not really what they believe. You know, I hear people all the time say, well, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And I'd be saying to myself, you're not going to do that because you don't even believe it. You know, I know you want to sound important or you want to sound like you got everything together in front of people or you want to sound like you're, you know, uh, uh, full of faith in front of church folk. But the truth of the matter is you don't have the faith that you claim. You are simply just saying words. And so we have to ask ourselves, are we just saying words or, or, or do we really believe what we say? Plenty of people say things that they don't mean. You can hear someone say, uh, uh, I love you, and then they don't have any love for you. As a matter of fact, the moment they leave your presence, they're cussing you out. Because they really didn't say uh, or, or they really didn't mean what they say. You do have men and women. It's men and women who say certain things to 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 their spouse or to the one that they're interested in. They say something to them in order for them to be able to get close to them. But they really don't mean what they say. You know, you're my number one. Oh, I just love you so much. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. And and truthfully, deep down inside, they don't believe that. They only say that so they can get close to you. They only say that so they can get what they want from you, whether that be physically or financially, if you understand what I'm talking about. They don't really believe it. But you must have, if you're going to make confessions, they must be made in faith. Now, what is faith? Uh, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you read it in the Amplified, it's, it, 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 it expands it a little bit. It says, now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. I love that part. Let me say that one more time. Faith compre comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by physical senses. That's what faith is. Uh, uh, the simplest term I ever heard, and, and I, I use it all the time, is faith is believing that God told the truth. See, now I may not believe, uh, uh, I, I may not believe in my own words, but, but faith is believing that God told the truth. No, I may not be able to, to lean on somebody else's words, but faith is believing that God told the truth. That's what faith is. And so, and so the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him and that he, re he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It's impossible to please God. So let me put it down to you like this. Because we talk about what faith is, and we've just read that uh, without faith, it is impossible to, impossible to please God. So let me let me put it to you like this. Let me present it to you like this. Every time you 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 walk in unbelief, you are calling God a lie and putting a strain on y'all's relationship. Let me say that one more time. I want you to think about this now because the Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible. It's impossible to please God. So every time you walk in unbelief, which is you don't have any faith or you walk in fear, you know, you walk, you, you, you walk uh, contrary to the word of God. It means what you are doing is you are putting a strain on the relationship between you and God. Because nobody likes to be called a lie. Nobody wants to be called a lie. If you say you believe me, I need you to believe me. I don't need you saying, you know, that that I, I, if you ask me something, I, I want you to be able to believe me. And I don't need you making plan A, B, C, D, all the way up to, uh, as we used to say in school, elemental P. No, if you really believe what I said is going to happen or I'm going to do what I said, then you shouldn't be making other plans. And so the fact that you are making other plans, that hurts my feelings. Why? Because I thought I thought you believed me. Well, look at how we do God sometimes. You know, the Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible, impossible to believe him. So every time we say, you know, we ask God for something and then we walk in unbelief and we feel like it's not going to happen. And in our minds, we say it's not going to happen. We are calling God a lie. What we are saying is, although because we go to we, we still go in prayer. So although I have prayed to you about this situation and you have told me that you're going to work it out. The fact of the matter is, I don't believe you like I should. And so you are putting a strain on the relationship between you and God. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Let me stop right there. So as long as it lines up with the will of God, as long as I know that God wants it for me, I should have the confidence knowing that if I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. Okay. And so then it says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have, we have what we ask of him. See, here's the key again, confessions in faith. So if I make that confession, I need to have I need to have the belief that it's going to happen. What does it says? And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, 
we know we know that we have what we ask of him you got to know it you can't just say it you got to know it do you know it do you really believe that god is going to do uh what he said he's going to do do you believe that god hears your prayers or are you treating God like a stranger and saying, I really don't have belief in you at this moment? Ooh, I just said something. Let me let me go a little deeper. Let me let me let me go a little deeper. So are you treating God like a stranger because he is a stranger to you? See, everybody who go to church don't know God. Hello, somebody. Everybody who goes to church, everybody who's on the church roll, everybody who has a title does not know God. They might just know church. But they don't know God. And so in the times of trouble, in the times where they really need God to, to step in their life, they have a hard time believing because they've never talked to him. They've never developed a relationship. And so they do everything on their own. You have to make confessions in faith. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So basically what it's saying is, Everything that you say, it has power because it's coming out of your mouth. Not my mouth, but your mouth. You can have, you can cause uh, uh, life in your life. You can cause death in your life. You can cause prosperity in your life. You can cause uh, uh, scarcity in your life. You can cause uh, you can cause healing in your life or you can cause infirmity and 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 uh, all these health issues in your life. It's, it's according to what you say. It's according to what you say. What are you saying? One of the great men of God uh, back in the day, his name is uh, Brother Kenneth Hagen, and so he was talking about how he went to pray for this 39-year-old gentleman who was in a coma. His the 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 gentleman's mother and brother asked Brother Kenneth Hagen to pray for him. Now, for those who are not familiar with Kenneth Hagen, he had a mighty healing ministry. The gifts of the spirit would operate mightily through him. And so he he's not he's not someone who's scared. He knows God. He is a man of great faith. He has healed many. And so through God, of course. Uh, and, and so he went to uh, see this this young man and he said he laid hands on him. And the Lord spoke up and said. There are spiritual laws in place that cannot be reversed. Now, mind you, this gentleman's in a coma. 
And so Brother Kenneth Hagin said, there are spiritual laws in place. And so, you know, he went and told the the uh, young man's pastor what he heard from the Lord. And so they agreed. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now the story. I'm shortening it so uh, you can get the gist of it. Um, they, they agreed that they need to just help this young man release, you know, his spirit so he can be with the Lord. And so, you know, they got together and they, they said to the man who was in the coma, we're going to release your spirit or help you release your spirit. And he said a smile came on the gentleman's face. Now, here's the interesting part. So after he passes, a brother, brother Kenneth Hagen meets with his brother and his mother, the gentleman's mother. And so he told them what the Lord had said. There are spiritual laws in place that cannot be reversed. And so come to find out when that gentleman was not in a coma for years, these, this was his confession. I will never live to see 40. I will never live to see 40. He said that constantly. I will never live to see 40. And so here he is, 39 and in a coma. And guess what? He did not see 40. So so what was the spiritual law? The spiritual law was you, you have death and life in the power of your tongue. You have whatever you confess. You have more faith in you dying than faith in you living. See, a lot of times we, we wonder why, you know, some people pass. Even though the pastor has prayed or the church has prayed or the church has went on a fast and they've went from church to church to church, getting hands laid on them and stuff. And they say, you know, they still pass away and people are wondering why couldn't nobody heal them? Well, the issue is maybe the pastor is praying in faith. Maybe the church is praying in faith, but that individual is not praying in faith. And he made confessions for years that he was going to die. See, this is why you have to be careful what you say. How many times have you said something negative concerning your life? Whether you say you were playing or not, how many times have you spoke something negative over your life? You know, I was thinking about myself and I'm like, Lord, my back is killing me. But then when I get I, I, I start studying and, and, and reading the word of God and seeing how much power my words have, I say, you know, I got to get a hold of that. Because if I'm always talking about my, my back is killing me, then it's going to keep killing me. And then who's to say it won't kill me for real? You have to speak in faith good things about yourself. You have to speak in faith what the, what the word of God says. 
That's why the Bible says meditate on the word day and night, night and day. Why? So you will know what you have access to. So you will know what God has promised you. You know, it's a lot easier to believe for certain things if you know that God promised you certain things. It'll be a lot easier for somebody to believe in healing if they know that God wants them healed. What are you praying? What are you confessing in faith? The words that come out of your mouth, what, what do you really believe? As they used to say back in the day, whose report do you believe? Do you believe that that you know you can you can be healed? Do you believe that you can be delivered? Do you believe, watch this, that God loves you? Because some of us go through that point uh, that we feel like God doesn't love us as much as he loves somebody else. No, he loves everybody. It's just some people know that and some people don't. I got to make confessions in faith. Not just say words but make confessions in faith, knowing my rights, knowing the promises of God. I have to make confessions in faith. What are you confessing? I want you for a minute. You know, I saw on Tyler Perry, um, uh, Why Did I Get Married? And they were trying to figure out whether they were going to stay with their spouses or not. And they said, write down everything that's good about them and then write down everything that's bad about them. And then if the, the bad outweighs the good, uh, stay there. And if the, uh, I mean, the if the good outweighs the bad, stay there. And if the bad outweighs the good, then move on. What I want to tell you today is I want you to think about everything that you say about yourself. If you say more good things about yourself, then write down some more good things. If you if you you say good things about yourself and and you really say things in faith, you know you 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 say the promises of God, what you are going to be. Write down some more. If you are a person who speaks negative about yourself, then you need to start crossing those out and pick up some more uh, uh, words. You need to pick up some more confessions some better confessions for your life. Fred Sanford said, used to say all the time, oh, this is the big one. And guess what? He died of a heart attack. Oh, well, that's just TV. But no, but his words have power. For my hip hop fans, Biggie Small said, I'll never see, I'll never live that long. And he sure didn't. Tupac said the same thing. I won't live long. He didn't. What are you confessing? That thing in your mouth holds a lot of weight. It has a lot of power. What are you confessing? And is what you're confessing said in faith or is it said out of desperation? Because, Lord, we can say some things out of desperation. But you need to take the stance that I believe God and I shall make 
confessions of faith. I shall say what my father says. What is your father saying? What has he said concerning you? All right, Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. And so currently right now, anybody who's paying attention to the climate at the moment, we understand that uh, it is very hot outside. And a lot of people are experiencing droughts all around the world and just heat waves all around the world. Well, apparently in eastern Kentucky, they are experiencing floods. Uh, and I, I, I didn't hear about this, uh, but apparently eastern Kentucky is underwater. Uh, as we speak right now, there's apparently been 16 confirmed deaths. And uh, they are saying that, of course, that number is going to rise substantially. Uh, and also that there's more rain coming to Kentucky. I'm telling you, Kentucky, and, and it, it just seems like it keeps getting hit. I, I think they had a, um, a big tornado issue or a tragedy a few years ago or some time ago. It's, it just seems like they constantly get hit. But, you know, we want to pray for those people in Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky. You know, I'm sure that they have all hands on deck. And uh, it's just unfortunate, man. And, and it just shows you how crazy this weather is, how one part of the country can be experiencing extreme drought. And then, you know, Eastern Kentucky is just getting way too much rain. Uh, it's, it's really uh, a messed up situation. So our, our, our prayers go out to the people in Eastern Kentucky. As a matter of fact, I know someone who may be visiting there soon or maybe need to call down there soon hope that she's okay um but here's a story I'm, i want to i want to focus on today and i saw this and um man i'm telling you the story gets bigger and bigger or stranger if you want to say it that way uh by the day so uh if you haven't heard yet there is a bishop in new york uh in brooklyn as a matter of fact who was robbed at gunpoint of his jewelry while he was live on Facebook uh, menacing the word of God. You cannot make this story up. Uh, so apparently while he was ministering, um, a masked gunman came into the church and had him lay down on the floor and robbed him of his jewelry all this you can see on the video which is very disturbing you know it, it, it is so funny how you know i remember back in the day you, you used to have some respect for the church you know whether you went to church or not you had respect for the church i remember a time when people wouldn't cuss on church grounds or even play crazy music on church grounds. But now people have gotten so bold as to even come in the church building and rob the men and women of God. Uh, and so he was robbed on air during live, uh, during the church service. What you don't see on camera, and, and I've been following this story a little bit, what you don't see on camera is apparently 
the masked gunman that came in actually put a gun to his his baby's head uh, and uh, you know of course he's going to comply you know you don't want to put your children in danger and it is also said that um, other members in the church and the first lady his wife was uh, robbed and, and so they are estimating um, that he was robbed of about one million dollars you know i've heard different different estimates they're saying four hundred thousand to a million dollars okay and so either way it goes that's a lot now i i don't i don't judge nobody i don't fault anybody but me personally um i'm probably not gonna wear four hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry uh that's just me i wouldn't wear that anywhere much less the church uh because we're in crazy times right now and when you have that when you when you put yourself out there like that you know sometimes you asking for trouble you know i know god will protect you but let's be mindful as well you know everybody don't have it like you and so so that happened well the story gets even crazier so after he was robbed um this pastor goes on a local podcast or you know i don't know if it's local or not but he goes on this podcast called larry reed and so during the podcast they get into an argument um pastor uh, bishop whitehead as well as larry reed and there was another young lady on the broadcast as well and so you hear the bishop saying um you know, you're not going to talk about me and this is serious and everything else. And so he begins to degrade the young lady who was on there. She was trying to just kind of slow things down. And he's like, ain't nobody talking to you, Biggie. You know, no one's talking to you, Biggie, and just calling her fat and everything else. And at the end of the podcast of the video, it's all on video because that's how the devil sets you up on the end of the video. He says, y'all can all kiss my blankety blank. <sighs> you, you know, I know he's he's emotional. And I, I know we can get emotional, especially since, you know, you're having to deal with uh, all that you've been through and all that your ministry has been through. Um, and, you know, some people are saying, you know, they immediately say he ain't real. He's phony. You know, he's just trying to. Uh, he's he's a fake preacher and everything. You know, people call you fake for everything. Um, whether he is fake or not, I don't know the brother. Never heard of the brother. Um, but whether he is fake or not, I'm, I'm just going to say that he's real because I really don't know. But however it goes, you, you hate to see a pastor... First of all, degrading somebody, calling them fat, uh, body shaming them, and then cussing them out on a video podcast for everybody to see. Well, it gets even better than that or, or stranger than that. So, and I haven't followed this part up much, but so apparently... You know, once something like this happens, people like to dig. So apparently, this bishop also uh, 
has been sued because he quote unquote took advantage of an individual and got $90,000 from them. You know, when it rains, it pours, man. I, I, I tell you. Um, so the, the story goes uh, the individual was trying to buy a house, um, and Bishop Whitehead was trying to help them buy a house, you know, instruct them, educate them on what they need to do. And so, could not get the house through normal means. Uh, the issue ended up being credit. Although Bishop Whitehead said, you know, you need to fix your credit and so on and so forth. Um, according to the story, he had her take out $100,000 in her own account to, to do the transaction. So when she could not get approved, he said that he would buy the house through his company that he has. And... Um, would fix up the house and everything else whatever needs to be done to the house he would take care of it so she gave him $90,000 and I guess apparently still ain't got no house and so when people hear what he just went through people will say you know you reap what you sow I'm not going to say that because again I don't know the individual I don't know what he's going through but here's what I'll say it is once again a black eye for the body of Christ. That's the main thing to me. It's another black eye for the body of Christ. Whether he is real or not, I don't know. Many of us don't know. What I do know is it's just another black eye for the body of Christ because whether he's real or not, they're going to lump him into. See, this is why I don't go to church and this is why you you know how it is. One pastor is bad, not all pastors are bad. And, and so, you know, it is just really a mess up situation. And he could have done that, you know, we just don't know. He could have been a different man back then. We don't know. But one thing I do know is it is once again a black eye for the body of Christ. And so, more things that the ones who are doing right and are living right have to deal with, have to overcome. Uh, but, you know, I hope this situation gets uh, taken care of. You know, I hate that he had to go through that. You know, even if he wasn't all the way real, no man, no real man wants uh, would, would call that justice when a man points a gun at another man's child. You know, it's that's 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 not necessary but so we'll be praying for him but yeah that has been dominating the news for the last week uh for this week and so uh if you haven't heard about it you can read about it it's on cnn it's on new york post uh it's all on youtube they actually have the video live on uh not live but they have the video on youtube and uh press is going out to everybody involved um so you know hope that all that gets situated all right i'll get back with you All right, back here with you. Man, I tell you, my throat has really been hurting and really straining with this thing today, but thank God we got it done, and it wasn't going to stop me no way. How about that, devil? How about that? Anyway, 
I want to thank everybody for joining us on today. I hope that this this podcast has been or this episode has been uh, entertaining as well as informational. Hope that you got something out of the word on today. Uh, I, I'm going to just leave you with this. Um, in order for us to be what God wants us to be, we have to move forward. And what do I mean by move forward? I mean, we have to forget about our past completely. You know, a lot of times, uh, there's a song by, by James Cleveland. I don't know it word for word, but I know the ending part of the verse says, nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. I, I want you to remember that. No one said that the road would be easy. But he hasn't brought me this far to leave me. You know, yes, I've had to cry sometimes. Yes, I've had to be uh, uh, by myself. Sometimes I was the only one in my corner. You know, I had to encourage myself like David encouraged himself. I've had to live that as well as you have. You know, everybody has had difficult moments. But in order for us to get to the place where God has for us to be uh, successful, as God wants us to be successful and effective, we're going to have to move forward. And guess what, people? That doesn't just mean forgetting about your bad past. You know, uh, Paul said, uh, forgetting those things which are behind. He never said forgetting those bad things which are behind. He said forgetting those things which are behind. See, see what that means is not only do you have to forget about those bad things in your life and and trust me i know i'm saying you have to forget and, and you might be saying to yourself but you don't know what i've been through and i don't and guess what you don't know what i've been through but i can tell you this sometimes it's not easy to forget about the past sometimes as as paul said i have to strain i have to i have to i have to fight to keep moving forward because the past can be a devil uh, and, and so, you know, but he Paul didn't just say forget about those bad things in your past. He said forget about your past, which means that sometimes you have to forget about past victories. You can't put you can't rest on past victories or past blessings because that was the past. Uh, it was good for when it happened. But but there's more for you. You know, I, I would kind of put it like this. You know, you was happy when you was in school and made straight A's in, you know, the sixth grade or the seventh grade, but you grown now. That can't be your only good memory. That can't be your only victory. You got enough, you got, you got more life to live. And, and so, you know, some people get caught up by good memories and they forget about the future. They're so happy about what used to be that they take their eyes off their future. You can't do that. You can't do that. I think I heard Steve Harvey say one time he he had a partner who graduated high school and got him a a brand new car. I can't remember what kind of car it was, but his his partner used to say, man, if I can just get this brand new car, you know, I'll be all right. And sure enough, his parents bought it for him as a uh, as a uh, a graduation gift. And so 20 years later, he still got that same car. Some of us, we got to move on. It was good for back then, but we got to move on. Having a job back then 
was good, but now I need a job that makes more money. You know, I, I got to move forward. I can't rest on the past. I got to pursue my future with all passion, with all strength, with everything that's within me. I got to pursue my future. Are you pursuing your future or are you a prisoner of your past, whether it be bad or good? There's so much more for for you that God has for you, but it's up to you to pursue it. All right. Well, that's all for the show on today. As you know, you know how we do when we leave. I just want you to repeat this after me and I want you to say this confession in faith. Okay. just say, I believe that God's word is true. It is the final authority in my life. Therefore, everything that God has said concerning me shall come to pass. If you believe that, somebody shout amen. All right. I will see you next week and y'all be good. All right.